Our second scripture this morning comes from the prophet Zechariah. Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving God, you challenge all our perceptions of power. Open us to a new sense of the way in which you move in our lives and in our world. Help us to receive the love that you give us, the tremendous love shown to us in Jesus. And may your word transform us this morning. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. As I began my study in preparation for this sermon, I read the gospel for the nuances of Luke's story of Palm Sunday, the crowd of disciples that throw their coats along the path, welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem, the celebration of Jesus' whole ministry, the culmination of his journey to challenge the power. And then I read the Hebrew scripture, Zechariah the prophet who inspired Jesus the king of peace, the just and humble riding on a donkey, announcing peace to all, no more chariots, no more spears. The king of peace has come. And then I went to look at this last line for the Lord's Prayer. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I looked in Matthew 6. And it wasn't there. I looked in Luke 11. And it wasn't there. I turned back to Matthew 6 again, and it still wasn't there. I should have remembered from seminary days that this last little bit was added by the church in centuries after Jesus. It could have come from early Christian writings. The church could just not let the prayer end without a love song back to God. That little piece is a doxology, the song of glory. Doxa is Greek for glory, and it speaks of our faith and our devotion, our deepest hope that God's kingdom will come and that the world will have 
God's vision of how the world should be. It is not enough just to pray. You have to add a love song. The people marching down the hill to Jerusalem with Jesus were also singing a doxology. Joyful, loudly, for the deeds of power that they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. It's all there. The king, the power, the glory. Blessed is the king whose kingdom is for the poor. The kingdom where all have enough. The kingdom where there are no walls, where no one is banned or illegal, where there are no swords or guns. This is the hope and the power, the power of love, the power to heal, the power to forgive, to soften hearts, to tell stories that change minds, that raise the dead. That's Jesus' power. That is to whom we give our glory, our worship, our devotion. And they are singing out this doxology and then stop, say the Pharisees, stop. Order your disciples to stop singing. Because if you can imagine them throwing their cloaks on the ground and coming down and the donkey all coming down this side, down the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem, there is another group of people much larger coming down into the city and they are coming with swords and spears and armor. Because this is what happens on that day. The Passover is about to happen in Jerusalem, and so Caesar has come with his army just to make sure this celebration of liberation doesn't get out of hand. The war horse and the donkey, the palm branches and the swords, the king who comes in power of victory through war and the king who comes only in love. And they are about to clash. And the Pharisees are standing there saying, stop, stop. And Jesus says, no. We will not stop singing. Because the hope that we have and that we bring here is so powerful that if we stopped, the very stones, the earth, would cry out for the transformation of God's kingdom. The clash will come. The clash of Jesus' kingdom and Rome's empire. And all of those who are waving their palms 
and singing will run, they will hide, and Jesus will die. But he never told his disciples to stop singing. This past week, there was a dispute over singing in DC. At the Metro PCS store, I can't pretend to know anything about go-go music, or Shaw, or Chuck Brown, except to say that go-go music is dance music. And it sprung up in DC in the 70s, and it sprung up from people who were poor and who were struggling and mostly African-American. And this music came to express those full range of emotions that were raw and hard, of experiences that were wrong, and at the same time, things in life that were joyful and beautiful. It's a beautiful life when you have money to pay your bills, when you have a family, when you have food on the table, when we can make art, we are alive and we can hope. The music bust loose for a more wonderful, beautiful life. The owner of Metro PC store had played it outside his store for 24 years. And then someone said, your music is too loud. Stop. Voices from the new luxury apartments, and maybe the music wasn't just too loud, maybe it was a little uncomfortable that clash, that collision of the historic with the new, the regular with the luxury, the Shaw and the Shay, the pushing in and the pushed out, maybe about race, or definitely gentrification. And for a few weeks, the music stopped. But you couldn't, because the dance party started all over the neighborhood. And instead of just piped out music, bands showed up. And cars started honking. And I think it got really loud. The message was really clear. You cannot silence hope. You cannot silence love. You cannot silence life that rises up and keeps rising. Metro PCS is playing once again. They haven't stopped gentrification or solved all the issues between the Shea and the Shaw. But activists do say that something happened to get people engaged and talking. So I hope that the music goes on and that those disciples of love never stop singing and that the music inspires ways to help people stay in Shaw and help people stay in the Shay all together. Is that too much to hope?
stop, say the Pharisees, stop, tell your disciples to stop singing about peace and struggle. Stop insisting that everyone be treated equally. Stop giving your love and your devotion to this Jesus and bow down to Caesar. Jesus didn't tell his disciples to stop. And yes, before the end of the week, this week, the music will go silent. And it will be sad. But the very stones cry out for life. Because you cannot silence hope. And you cannot silence love. And you cannot silence God's life. The music will rise again. And Jesus never said, stop. We are the ones to take up the music. We are the ones given the prayer. We are the ones who have the doxology. We are the ones who pray and must keep praying. And if no one is telling us to stop, maybe we're not praying loud enough. Our father, our mother, above and over and around and in all holy are you. May your beloved community of peace come. May your dream for us be done. Give every person enough to eat, enough to live so that all have plenty. Forgive every debt so that none are poor. Forgive every sin so that all know grace. As we forgive all who owe us anything. Lead us in the ways of justice and peace and love and deliver us from hatred and arrogance and bullying and violence. This is our prayer. Oh God, this is our hope, this is our faith, and this is our love song, and we will say it and sing it always. <laughs>